T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Mark Hockman. You know what? I might get a breast reduction. Shut up, you jag off. Channing Crowder. Go the spinner. Chicken and cheese is an aphrodisiac. Alejandro Solana. Rudy Gobert. Those are your weather. You look slightly zooted. I might have tailgated a little bit. Sports. Thursday night football. You can watch it on your ring doorbell. I had some whoopee in a bunch of Waffle House parking lot. Is milk. Liquid cow? Mr. Unlimited. More sports. There's pork, but sometimes you gotta eat poke. It's raining testicles! The most sports. If you're in a pickle, just call Swickle. What's going on? I ain't getting no action last night. The Huckman and Crowder extravaganza begins now. It is the Hawkman and Crowder Dance Hour. <laughs> Everybody get up and dance. I'm jamming. Remember how we had an idea to do the show once with the sound of a live audience where we were going to have a laugh track and applause. and <laughs> It's a great idea. Um, and we're, we've got it on the circle back list, by the way. So we are going to circle back on that. But... What if we did one hour of a show, or an entire show, just as the Hockman and Crowder dance party? I like it. All right, crank it up, Solana. Let's do it today. Nothing going on. Okay, now switch. I'm so tempted to leave right now and go get the Celsius and put them in the freezer, Solana. Just play the music. <laughs> You got two minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> you can't play the whole song, so I'll you the DJ if it's a dance party. Right. All right. So we lost, it. we lost interest. He didn't change the song fast I need a laugh track. I want to do that. I do, too. It's a brilliant idea. But... It's going to require a little bit of planning. I found out today, I came to the studio today, I found out today that Solana, if he thinks that we're not going to be in studio, he shows up one minute before the show starts. Mm. I didn't realize that he wasn't here preparing for the show, so I'm looking around for him for a couple hours. Waltz is in. It was like 158. 
these young kids. It's not true, though. It's just, it's flat out not true. I've been here since 1045. I may have gotten here at 158. I, I think I may have gotten that backwards. You beat me by my usual minute. Where uh, where are you? You're in New York? Yes, Jersey. All right. Yeah. Did you go out in the Big Apple last night? No, I didn't because it's sleeting and it's raining and mm. frozen mixed rain. It's terrible. That's no fun. This is wild to me. Uh, what, what are we, Wednesday today? Um, Monday, just to give a little bit of the, the history. Monday. The Bengals were one-point underdogs to the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. And then by the end of Monday, the Bengals, it was pick and then the Bengals were favored. Then yesterday, the Bengals, no? Do I have that wrong? No, I, I just don't understand what you're doing right now. i got to be honest here, Hawk. And what I would mean? never interject to start the show. No, I don't think you wouldn't. You're opening up with Bengals-Chiefs today? Well, what do you want? Well, here's – here. okay. So here's – I really didn't want to pull the curtain open this far. But I thought you'd be here creating a Bam out of bio montage so when we started the show, we'd celebrate Bam. Mm-hmm. When I found out that you only got here at 158, <laughs> I realized you had nothing prepared for Bam out of bio. So my guess is now you want to start with Bam and you're going to play some one sound effect, one highlight or one horn blaring. So go ahead. I'll shift gears, obviously, because you want to talk about Bam Adebayo so badly that you have put in a ton of show prep for this. Bam comes up, sets a screen right, slips it, double team on Tyler, got it to Bam. Bam, jumper from the free throw line, splash! He's got 30! There you go. So you put that together, what happened? Jimmy cut that up last night and you just found it? Yep, we can I mean, did I, did I nail, though, exactly what transpired there? Thank you, got you, Solana. Because <laughs> that's what um, I, I expected. I know I walk in, you know, and he's here early, and I see the waveforms on the, on the audio session, and I know he's putting together something big. But I figured you were going to be through the roof about Bam Adebayo, but all you did was get a highlight that I'm sure Tobin played 18 times today is my guess. Yeah, it's a good call. Let's get back to the AFC title game, actually. So Monday, the Bengals <laughs> are underdogs. Take that loss. It is that fun- a quick no, loss. But it is funny how we all know each other very well. Yes. I, the moment he opened his mic, I knew what he was going to say. And I had had that plan because I was shocked that I didn't see you making a montage today. But I wasn't going uh, to bring it up until you just tried to throw me under the bus. Um, but I do, I do want to talk about Bam. Uh, but the Bengals... Yesterday, at one point, they were two-and-a-half-point favorites. And then we started thinking, okay, well, maybe we should bet Kansas City getting the points on Sunday. Now it's back down to one. Now the Bengals are one-point favorites. So it's a it's a very strange line that's going on. There's a lot of movement in this Bengals-KC line for Sunday. Yeah, I think as no, nobody knows the Patrick Mahomes health right well i mean again if patrick mahomes is deemed out it's going to go to six or seven if he's significantly injured and we just don't know that's why you don't have kc as a runaway favorite and by the way joe burrow is playing some unbelievable football so yeah and that's the thing if he's if he's healthy we know the line if he's out we know the line He's what is he seventy three percent or forty one percent? That's right. why I think this this line move is coming from. So we'll keep an eye on it for the rest of today and also Thursday and Friday, and we'll see what happens. 
Uh, everybody is talking about Bam today, and he did a great job making a case for himself on national TV last night for why he should be on the All-Star team. But it strikes me as one of these things where now we're even more certain that he needs to be on the All-Star roster. And for whatever reason, that seems to play against him in this scenario. I don't know why. He even said, uh, who was doing the post-game interview on TNT yesterday? Did you see that highlight, Solana? Who was that? Was that... um, I saw who it was on the court. Was it Jared Greenberg? It's Jared something. I think it's Jared Greenberg. Um, Because Ian Eagle was on the call, and I had texted him this morning, but he's traveling all day today. But Bam said, I belong in Utah. You know, not playing for the Jazz, but for the All-Star weekend. Um, And then uh, um, it was, you know, it got got a little dicey. Solana had kind of called it yesterday because everyone was out for Boston. So he said, of course, it'll be a barn burner. And uh, it's exactly what it was. Jason Tatum stunk. Right there at the end, I told Solana, oh, why didn't you remind me to get Cornbread Maxwell on the show today? I don't know. I texted you about it yesterday, and you didn't seem too, uh, too quick to respond. So I just Well, no, you said we'd have elsewhere. Cornbread on yeah. tomorrow, so I didn't, I didn't know you needed a soliloquy back. And then I think, I don't know if you texted me or tweeted us, um, Cornbread got a box of donuts to go because they have them there at the arena. And so, and he had that at his broadcast, like you were right next to him. He went at halftime, he came back, and he had one hand on that donut box <laughs> from the third through the fourth quarter. The second the, the clock struck zero, the buzzer sounded, Cornbread grabbed, <laughs> he threw his headphones down, he grabbed that dozen box yeah. of donuts, and he bolted he to the it. There you go. All right. <laughs> I wanted to have him on. I totally forgot. But Did you talk to him, Solana? Did you say something? Yeah. I, I, I said hello, but... I, I didn't get to properly introduce myself because I'm on pregame and I can't talk to him until the game starts and then he's on. And then at halftime, I'm on. And then after the game, I'm on as well, immediately after the game. So I never had a, a proper chance to introduce myself as Alejandro Solana from the Hawkman and Crowder show. But he was messing with Jack, so like I got to I gave him a fist bump or whatever and he kind of was just nice to me, like, oh, who's this kid? Being... You should have walked past him and gone, you know, taking a box of, of donuts home from work, uh, blacklist, yes or no, you know. I, I wanted to bring up the blacklist, yeah. like, hey, I'm the guy from the show with the blacklist, but I also, I don't know, like, h- how does that sound when it's not in the proper context? Right, if he doesn't recall at that very moment, because he's in game mode, mm-hmm. does he just yeah. take you out with one swing, which he could. <laughs> he is you know, big, bro. Cornbread yeah. is big. big. You know what would have been the move is for you to ask for a donut. <laughs> That's the story I want. Hey, Brad. Brad, let me get a donut. Let me hold a donut, Brad. Get your own damn donuts. Hell, hell I look like. Uh, so we'll talk about Bam out of bio today. We'll talk some NFL. Ben Volin, senior NFL writer for the Boston Globe. He's going to join us. Joe Zagaki is going to join us today. He was in Tallahassee last night. The, uh, the Canes broke that nine-game losing streak to FSU and hoops. So uh, Canes did their thing last night. And then a uh, couple things going on Dolphins-wise. Uh, Vic Fangio is apparently in town. I mean, I know they're interviewing him today. I'm guessing it's not over Zoom. My guess is that he's in town. So I feel like we should stalk him the way we did Peyton Manning when he <laughs> dared to come down here for a couple of hours and we sent out every news plane that was in South Florida. Um I know we like fangs, Hawk, but is, is this acquisition a Peyton Manning acquisition? Oh, I mean, this supersedes that by a mile. This is huge. <laughs> Just for our show. 
Not for yeah. the dolphins. This is just for our show to have fangs. We have uh, uh, fangs is now a MiamiDolphin.com, and we bought that several years ago. So we've been waiting to, to roll that out. And then there's this video going around on social media of Tom Brady visiting um, a private school here in Miami for his kids. Now, I will give you some context. Tom Brady and Giselle, they have lived down here for a while, and uh, I don't think him visiting the school has anything to do with what his future is with the Dolphins, but I remember doing this with LeBron and others when you put the breadcrumbs together at the end and you go, hmm, that did make some sense. So there is some video of Tom Brady uh, was it Country Day that he's uh, that he's visiting? Yeah. Miami Country Day School, right up the block from here. It's like yeah. five minutes away. Yeah. yeah, so I might do yeah. a segment from there, Crowder, later on today. Going up there, and I, I'm going to read the tea leaves. He wants to be around his babies. He's he, he flew down here to check out their school. There's a team down here that's interested. There's an owner that went to Michigan. I'm 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 putting it together. Interesting. So anyway, lots going on. Let's get headlines here. With our friends celebrating Bam out of bio with a highlight, Alejandro Solana. <laughs> this is apropos of nothing, but because we were talking about Peyton Manning there, is this acquisition of Fangs better? And for our show, strictly because his nickname is Fangs, it is. And I was wondering, does Peyton Manning have a nickname? So I just Googled it quickly. Do either of you know if Peyton Manning That's has a, a nickname? That's a great call. Like, to be that great an athlete... Well, he does. An, he, he does. He does. But I didn't even know this was his nickname. It's not an insulting one. Yeah. It's not like the forehead or something. <laughs> no, but yuck, it should be yuck body. Yuck, yuck body. <laughs> I don't think yuck body is uh, oh. not exactly Black Mamba. <laughs> uh, he has a nickname. He, I typed in Peyton Manning, and before I could even spell Nick, it came up already. So this is his nickname. What is it? The sheriff. <laughs> it is apparently. Come he's on, the no one. That can't be his nickname. No one's ever called him that. <laughs> There's memes of him dressed as a sheriff from like the uh, Prohibition era. As that's well. that's pretty staggering to be that great an athlete, Hall of Fame from the moment you start till the moment you finish, and not have a nickname in sports. That's pretty. Uh... Um, no, a lot of great people don't have nicknames. Are you sure? What's Bron's nickname? King James. King James. Who was MJ? Just MJ? Yeah, and he was Air Jordan as well. Hmm. Montana? I'm telling you, I, I, I don't think know. Joey. <laughs> That's just his name. Are you sure? I think that was. I think that was his nickname. Like Jerry Rice. Walter oh, Payton was sweetness. Jer. That was a good one. Everybody loved Jer. <laughs> I don't know. Interesting. I. I will go with more Hall of Famers don't have nicknames. No, to do. stop it. For How sure. dare you. It's ridiculous. I'm going to look some of these up. Jerry Rice has to have a nickname. Right? He's I one mean, of the greatest yeah. football players oh. of all time. It, it, there's the no way nickname. that his nickname is Jerry. <laughs> Jerry. And don't give me initials because everybody does yes. that. Well, but like with MJ, like that was... You know, his nickname, also Air Jordan. Yeah, the man and it with was the a hands. nickname of a girl on a Spider-Man movie. Jerry Rice. Her name was Mary Jane. Nicknamed World. Huh? It says that Jerry Rice's nickname was World. Because he covers the world? I guess. I don't know. I, I'm goofy. just telling you, I think, every, I think everybody has nicknames. Nicknamed World because of his superb catching ability, his accomplishments, and numerous records. Oof. 
What about Larry Bird? Um, Larry Legend. And Joe Montana was Joe Cool before Joe Burrow. Hmm. You know what? I don't know. Moss, I, you know, I, I got to research this. This is something This is something I'm going on the own online for. Although somebody texted in, how do you guys not know that he's been called sheriff since like year three? You guys are crazy. Maybe we just don't know it. Like maybe if you ask most sports fans, what's Peyton Manning's nickname? They go, sheriff, of course. No, because I played against Peyton. We just, that wasn't one thing. Oh, I mean, stop it. What that wasn't of, the sheriff. I mean, come on. You, you were worried about his nickname? And you got, no, I was worried about him beating our ass like I know, he did multiple that's what I'm times. Saying. Which he did, by the way. He got blown out on Monday Night Football <laughs> to the Colts. Oh, I was there. Goodness. Thank you. Dallas Clark. That, yeah, he's, that's he saw lot, him open. That's a lot of has a montage for. Straight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know who was on Dallas Clark that game, huh? You? Aiken Adele. <laughs> Aiken Adele. That's my guy. <laughs> Another montage that Solana has ready at the go, a Nick and Adele montage. Doesn't have one for Bam last night, though. Um, let's start with headlines are driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Super Center. So the Heat win last night. Bam was incredible. They'll host the Magic on Friday night here at the Heat house. Canes hoops. They blow out FSU last night. Yeah, they needed that. The beatdown. Uh, that's Coach L's 112th ACC victory that moves him into the top 10 all-time in ACC wins. Let's go. Dude's a legend. Panthers, they lose 7-6 in overtime to the Penguins yesterday. You know what? It was uh, it was a great point that they got. They need to uh, accumulate points. Obviously, you'd rather get two than one, but I'll give the Panthers props last night because you're playing against Sid the Cross, and you got a young guy, Alex Lyon, in there, and... Uh, you know, it was what it was, but they got a point. They'll host the LA Kings on Friday night. That's I, probably one of the Mount Rushmore nicknames, right? In sports, Crossman. Sid the Cross. Crossman. Crossman. There's an update on the Dolphins' defensive coordinator search. Uh, I have info on all the new candidates, but four candidates total have been linked thus far. We know about Vic Fangio. Now, Chris Richard is also being linked, and uh, he's expected to interview for the job. He's a Saints co-defensive coordinator and defensive backs coach. And uh, Seahawks associate head coach and defensive assistant Sean Desai also reportedly interviewing for the position. So that's Anthony Campamil, who we heard earlier this week, Vic Fangio, who reportedly interviewed today, Mm -hmm. Sean Desai and Chris Richard. And Crowder, I think Chris Richard played in Miami in 2005 as a cornerback. I don't know if it was before you got drafted or after, but he was a member of the Dolphins. Chris Richard. With a K. K-R-I-S. And, mm, for me to have to look him up, he didn't make a big impact on my <laughs> life. So I don't know if he was here. I see a picture All out there. Right. Uh, your weather from the DeMesman and Dover Law Firm, your com. Call them 866-954-MORE. It's a pretty decent afternoon in South Florida. It's around 80 degrees. Tonight, the lows will be in the low 70s. That's your weather. All right, let's ask Ben Volen as the first question. He is an NFL writer for one of the top newspapers in the country, the Boston Globe. Let's ask him right off the bat. you got to remind me, Solana. Like, 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 like you remind me, remind me about uh, Cornbread Maxwell, who would have been coming up next had you reminded me. Um, remind me. Let's ask him first question. What is Peyton Manning's nickname? 
Okay? Mm-hmm. Got right. it. All right. He will not know. Um, I mean, he's an NFL writer. But no, that did not pick up. Let's, let's see. Let's okay. see. Let's All make right. a bet on it. Well, I think he knows. So you think he doesn't know? No, I don't think he knows. All right. What do you want to bet? Thousand dollars? <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm texting him immediately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there he goes. Loading the deck. <laughs> I'm a hustler. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. You can eat onion rings as a vegetarian, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm onion ring guy. Hawk and Crowder. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Ben Volen is the senior NFL writer for the Boston Globe, and uh, he's on the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline. And, Volen, we were talking earlier I don't know. How did you come up with this, Solana? Where, where did this come from? We were talking about Vic Fangio. Right. And uh, some... So Peyton Manning pops into your head. Oh, no. Oh, that now. I... No, no, no. But he, he was at Denver. Um, but Peyton, so Vic Fangio was supposedly in town. And if you remember a few seasons ago, a few, a few seasons ago, feels like last year. Um, I was on the Levitard show. So this was years ago. This was over 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Peyton Manning is visiting Miami, and there's the thought that he might come play here, and he's swarmed by TV helicopters, and he never comes back to Miami ever, ever again. But anyway, Solana said, do you know what Peyton Manning's nickname is? And then Crowder and I were thinking, like, I don't think he has a nickname, which is weird for a, a superstar. So I'll ask you, Ben Volan, NFL expert, what is Peyton Manning's nickname? I have this weird feeling. Is it the sheriff? Wow. Now, did you tell him, Solana? I did not tell him. All right. No one fed you that? No, hands to God, he did not feed me. I've seen that, like, on his Wikipedia, uh, on his, like, pro football um, reference page, maybe. It has, like, guys' nicknames. Yeah, it's not a common one, but I've, I've seen that the sheriff is his nickname. I, I, I've been in his presence a few times. I've never seen anyone actually call him. Hey, Sheriff, what's up, man? But there are, like, a bunch of people have texted me, like, you guys don't know anything about football if you don't know his nickname is not, (laughs) you know, the Sheriff. But I'm like, I I don't think I've ever heard that before, but apparently a lot of people have, so. 
Well, that is the barrier between whether you know something about football <laughs> or know nothing about football, whether whether you know that that's his nickname. You have failed that test. I think I did fail that test. I think you failed that test as well, Crowder. <laughs> they yeah. set some crazy parameters on us now, boy. Goodness. What about uh, Jerry Rice? Do you know if Jerry Rice has a nickname, Ben? Um, no, but my friend growing up had this awesome poster. Uh, it said, like, Jerry, be quick, and he was jumping over Candlestick Park. Oh, um, that's cool. But, no, what would – I mean – On on Wikipedia – He was the original GOAT. He was the original GOAT before Tom Brady, though. On Wikipedia, it says World. That he he was his nickname was World. That's stupid. <laughs> yes. Well, quite the visceral reaction there. I mean. <laughs> but Ben, this well, we, this got into when we were talking earlier that if you're a top athlete, if you're like you're talking about the goat, all of them have nicknames. I don't. I think it's the other way around. I think random people have nicknames. It has nothing to do with how good you are. <laughs> but most great athletes have a nickname. Uh, the one that always sticks out to me is uh, Doug Martin, the muscle hamster. Uh, he's not necessarily a great player. I, I don't know where nickname. you – yeah, I'm not necessarily falls into the category of great athlete. <laughs> Actually, you know where this really came from is Vic, Fan, Vic Fangio is Fangs, and we are in love with that nickname. We love Fangs. So, anyway, I, I do want to talk some football here. Ben Volan, senior NFL writer for the Boston Globe. <laughs> do you like the idea of Vic Fangio to the Dolphins? Yeah, and wasn't that the plan with Sean Payton? Apparently, didn't Dave Hyde write that, that uh, with Payton coming, Fangio was going to be the defensive coordinator? So, obviously, it seems like Chris Greer has had his eye on this guy for a while, and his defenses have always been very good uh, in Denver. Defense was never the problem. It was always quarterback. Um, So, yeah, Vic Fangio, I know he's maybe on the older side, but um, a great defensive coordinator. And look, I, I think Josh Boyer had his uh, bright spots as well. So I'm, I don't want to uh, besmirch him by any stretch, but Vic Fangio, his defense has always performed very well. He's a, a very much a proven defensive coach. Um, so, you know, you, you get Mike McDaniel running that offense. You get a, a bit of a more stout defense. Hopefully Tua can stay healthy, and maybe the Dolphins are right back at it next year. But, um, you know, obviously they're counting a lot on it's, you know, the defensive coordinator change will be good, but still all, all obviously going to be about Tua and whether he can stay healthy and all that. And, Ben, it's funny you say that Vic's on the older side because the concept that I was saying, and I don't know, it probably I know where it comes from, it stems from the delay of game penalties in the wild card game with, you know, a new head coach, McDaniel, making that mistake, and it was flat out a mistake. And now they start talking about Vic Fangio, Ben, and I'm like, oh, that's great. Get an older guy, an established guy, you know, in the building to help out McDaniel with those, you know, game management, clock management things. But then Hawk brings up Chan Gailey, who is 98 years old, and he couldn't help. <laughs> Not that Get old. Adam Gase with his thing. Like that concept of these young coaches need an old guy there with them because they've been through it all. Do you believe in that concept? I mean, I think you need someone in the press box that you trust whose only job is to um, look at challenge decisions and timeouts and clock management. I mean, Bill Belichick had Ernie Adams for 20 years, and that was like their secret sauce. He had – Ernie Adams was up in the press box crunching all the numbers and, and telling Belichick, you know, the, the, all the all the secrets. So um, I think every coach does need someone like that. I don't think it should be your defensive coordinator. He's busy enough on game day coaching the defense. Um, so I, I don't think if you're bringing Vic Fangio, I don't think it's about giving Mike McDaniel uh, some help with 
clock management. I think if Mike McDaniel really needs someone like that, he should hire someone like that specifically for that job. And and I cut I cut McDaniel some slack. I mean, they were there was a lot of confusion as to what down it was there. Someone told them it was first down, whether it was a coach or an official or something. It wasn't just a typical, you know, dysfunctional sideline. They they at least had some reason to believe that it was going to be first down there. So I, I cut McDaniel a little bit of slack. And I think big picture, they went, you know, played the Bills pretty tough with their third-string quarterback. So I give him a lot of credit for that. But, uh, no, if you're bringing in Fangio, it's to improve the defense. It's not to do clock management and to help McDaniel out. Now, there is some rumors about bringing in another old guy, uh, Tom Brady. And so there was this. Uh, I, I'm going to ask you this, and I, I, I don't. I, I, I have a tough time believing that there's any validity to this. But there, was, there was some social media posts today of Tom Brady visiting a private school in Miami, and a lot of people. I saw that. Yeah, so a lot of people, you know, want to do the the one plus one equals two, even though he lives down here. So it, it's not that out of out of the the world that he's visiting a private school, but. Would you take a one-season flyer on Tom Brady? If you're the Dolphins, if he's done in Tampa, he lets it be known to Stephen Ross or Chris Greer, yes, you know I'm interested in coming down there. Yes, you know I've had an interest in uh, ownership later on in my life. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to play a season. Do you, do you even do you, do, you, do, you, do you follow up on that at all? So what's funny is I, I think the Dolphins should have done it last year, but now that now that we've seen Tua play pretty well with this offense, and given that you know there's every reason to believe that he's going to be okay from his concussions and he can come back and be fine next year, um, and you see what he costs. I mean, it's like four million dollars. So for all those reasons, I would pass on Tom Brady. It's definitely tempting. But you've got a pretty good thing going with Tua. You might as well give him one more year to prove himself. It doesn't make sense at this point to bring in Brady and kind of cast Tua aside, unless you're totally done with him, which I don't I don't think anyone in the football operation would be. This, to me, would be strictly an ownership type of move. And I, I think Brady makes sense for a bunch of teams, but I don't know. I, I think with where they are with Tua, it's worth giving him – like I – Personally, I think they're going to decline the fifth-year option on Tua because I don't think they, they need to do that. They don't need to guarantee that money, but it's still worth giving him the chance to, to play this year and, and, or in 23 and to prove himself. So I would not – I would take a pass if I were the Dolphins on Tom Brady, but I definitely think Brady still has a lot left in the tank and is going to be a good quarterback for someone next year. I just I, Last year, before Tua had proven himself a little bit, I would have done it. Now that he's shown he could play in McDaniel's offense, I would give him one more season. But, Ben, is, is Brady for sure leaving? Because I don't know anything. I'm just reading the tea leaves, like Hawk always says. They I've fired never, Byron. I've never Lyra, said that. Uh, I've never said that. <laughs> you, you said it earlier in the show. I have why I started never saying said thing. reading the tea leaves. You I've, said whatever the tea, tra- no, trap teas, No, tea I said breadcrumbs. I, am, I have you never. You said tea leaves. I have never. <laughs> You're doing this because I'm out of town. I have You're never, doing this. <laughs> Because I'm out of town. I have never in my life said, let's read the tea leaves. <laughs> He's lying, Ben. I'm, I'm reading tea leaves because Hawk I'm, reads I tea leaves. I refuse to move on until you acknowledge <laughs> that I have never. Solana, have I ever said reading you the tea leaves? You said it earlier. Solana. 
Crowder, he's never said. <laughs> I've never said that. He, I, I do mean, not want to be the guy referred to as the guy who always says reading the tea leaves. Let me see. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm going back on Odyssey. I'm going to get my play back. I'm going to have it for y'all soon. Okay, Ben, somebody random, a little white dude I know, says reading the tea leaves. <laughs> but I, when, when they when they fired, by, speaking of Tampa, when they fired Byron Leftwich. I don't think they would have done that if Tom wanted to stay with Byron. So is there a way that he stays in Tampa? Because when they when they fired Byron, I was like, hmm, I think this might be something the organization's doing for Tom. Because if Tom, if Tom liked Byron, they wouldn't have fired him to try to bring him back. Yeah, I would agree that you could read the Bucks sacking all their coaches as a way to appease Tom Brady. And that is an organization that has proven – over the last three years, that they will do whatever it takes to make Tom Brady happy. They they will do whatever he wants, bring in his play, his favorite players, fire the head coach, Tom, whatever you need, we will get it done. So that is definitely a team that will do whatever it takes to keep Brady, and so I would never count out the Bucks. That said, I do think he's got his eyes elsewhere. The Bucks, you know, there's a lot of transition coming there. I'm just not sure – that's a team that Brady wants to come back to. I mean, social life, I mean, for his personal life, you know, the fact that his kids are in Miami, being in Tampa does make things a lot easier. So you, you definitely can't count Tampa out. I think the Raiders are obvious. Um, the 49ers, maybe, but with the way that Brock Purdy's playing, they're kind of like the, the Dolphins. I wouldn't change course just for Tom Brady if I were the 49ers. You know, the Titans are definitely a possibility. Maybe the Panthers maybe the Colts, I think the Jets make some sense. They're a quarterback away, and they're, they're not in a position to draft one again. So Brady in New York City would certainly be interesting, and back in the AFC East. So I, I do think there's a spot for him. Uh, Raiders, I think, most likely. But, um, y- you know, you can't count out the Bucks because they will do whatever it takes to, to make Tom Brady happy. You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. I came to Little Havana. They wanted me to play double nines. I played double sixes. I told them if I played double sixes, I'm winning. I won. Hawk and Crowder. Finally, guys, according to the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council. Oh, now how am I not on this council? <laughs> it's bad etiquette to eat a hot dog <laughs> in more than five bites. So you have to wolf it down? Five bites. A traditional wiener, right? right. Like a traditional style not hot a foot dog. Long. The foot long, they actually have. Seven bites to finish. I, I will long. say, I'll, I'll say this as a little bit of an audible. If you're at a sporting event or a restaurant or wherever, a, a fair, um, and you get the footlong hot dog, there's something wrong with you in your head. It, it's just, it's enough. Nobody needs to be carrying that around. Nobody needs. <laughs> what? Because it, the, the regular hot dog is fine. You're you're becoming. I don't want to do the Levitard Joe, but it's a total look at me, Louis move. If you get the foot long hot dog, because no one needs a foot of hot dog. You know what I mean? Get two hot dogs then. Nobody needs a foot of hot dog. One of the dumbest things. But isn't it harder to carry two hot dogs than one? Well, figure it out, okay? Because the carrying of the foot long hot dog, it's both hands out. It's just it's enough already. It's it's too much. It's not harder though. Like it, they have those little uh, I don't even know what they are. Like those cartons that carry stuff. Buns. (laughs) (laughs) 
They have the, the little food holders. You could fit two hot dogs perfectly there. You can't fit a foot-long hot dog on that. There's nowhere to fit a foot-long hot dog. I'm not even making a joke. Well. No, there isn't. It just, no, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. These foot-long hot dogs. You ever see those on the rollers, you know, at like a, a football game? Like, what are you doing, the guy that orders? Just get a couple of hot dogs and move on. What I think there's no dog. problem with that. Y'all are crazy. That's it's ridiculous. It's it. You need your head examined if you get it's, the football. You know what? Is there a problem with a double patty hamburger? No, not at all. What? Just the traveling mechanism of it? It's just ridiculous looking. A foot long hot dog. It's ridiculous. Stack a couple patties on top of each other. You can't even tell the difference. It's double meat. Foot long hot dogs. Double meat. No, I, so I'm saying get two hot dogs then. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you another probably thing. Probably cheaper. They don't probably make cheaper. To they don't make foot long buns either. So now That's you got all this uh, untethered, uncovered. You know, sometimes you, it's like uh, you know the part that's uncovered. You know what I'm talking about, Crowder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of the sheath, <laughs> the shaft. <laughs> you weather. From the Demesman and Dover Law Firm, your accident. But there's always somebody at the, uh, the the baseball game or whatever eats the hot dog in two bites. Who are you yeah. impressing, guy? Like you know what I mean? Like you know, I'd like to I'd like to enjoy the hot dog through at least a half an inning. So the two bite guy, like you know, oh okay, it's one batter. You know, it's like two pitches. So why is it so cool to chug a beer and not scarf down a hot dog? It's a good question. Why is it cool to? Because it's man. It's considered manly for whatever reason to chug a beer. But conceptually, yeah, bet- conceptually, it makes no sense though, because you're not yeah. really getting any enjoyment of the beer unless you're trying to get buzz quicker. Right. But then, um, but there's I- no buzz from swallowing a hot dog. But you're trying to get full quicker, to your point. You're trying to get buzz. it down. You're hungry. A slight buzz. Just a feeling of accomplishment. All right. We got, uh, Joe Zagaggi's coming on. We'll ask him. <laughs> That's a good one for Joe. Yeah. yeah. You think he's listening yet, Solana? Is he dialed in? If he is, he's probably not joining us <laughs> in five minutes. Your weather, it's sponsored by Demesman and Dover Law Firm. Even though at halftime of a Canes game, Joe Zagaki only has... 12 minutes. Well, if you're no, if you're constrained by time, it's one thing. But if you are, you know, enjoying a sporting event and you've got to wolf down a hot dog in two bites and then chug a beer because the camera showed you like, you know, what what are we doing here? <laughs> Call them 866-954-more right now in South Florida, partly cloudy tonight the lows will drop into the upper 60s, low 70s, that is your weather. All right, very good. Joe Zagaki. I'm so tempted to do a foot-long joke, and I, I'm, I'm just – I stopped myself, and I'm like, well, but it's funny. and eh. Joe Zagaki, voice of the Miami Hurricanes. <laughs> foot-long Joe, isn't that his nickname? You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. Damn, Damn again. Joe. Back at it again with the khaki pants. Hawk and Crowder. Hawkman and Crowder dance party. And Joe Zagaki <laughs> is dancing on in, Crowder. 
Yeah, my favorite dance partner. What's up, Joe? We had a dance party last night in Tallahassee. Oh, right mm, into sports. Yeah. He got nervous yeah. with the dance party. He had to get it right, yeah. <laughs> right back to sports. I was in my hotel room yesterday afternoon. I think it was after our pregame meal, so I had about an hour to kill, hour and a half to kill before we got on the bus. And I'm flipping through the TV channel, and there's Channing Crowder on television <laughs> on the on the Tamron Hall show. That's right. He looked good, yeah. didn't he? Oh, he looked great. Yeah, yeah riding around in some gizmo. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> You travel a lot, Joe. It's called the Ride Bot, Joe. You got to get you one. I want to see you uh, ride that up and down our street. <laughs> I got you, man. I'll come on down there with come you, Come on down. He come rides on down it house. at the airport. Yeah. Don't, yeah. I, I don't think that that saves you any time at the airport. Do you, Joe? No, I don't I don't yeah. see. Is it? I, I, are you running over people? Is it fast? How fast does it go? It goes about six, seven miles per hour, but consistently you don't walk six miles per hour, Joe. You're becoming like one of those people at the airport, you know, where they have the the walking, the moving sidewalk, and Mm -hmm. people get on the moving sidewalk and they don't move. Oh, I hate that. (laughs) I hate that. I hate that. What do you... What do you think about the uh, the person at a sporting event that orders the footlong hot dog when there's a regular hot dog? That guy's a look at me, Louie, isn't he? The footlong hot dog? Yeah, because who needs that? I never that? ordered the footlong hot dog. Right, who needs that, right? Yeah. yeah I like the just... normal hot dog, a couple of bites, wash it down the nice cold beer, try to savor it a little bit. Well, how many bites? That's uh, actually how we got into this in the last uh, segment. How many bites for a typical hot dog? Well, let me think of the geography on that. All right. One, two gets you halfway. Two halfway. Three, that's probably you four. Three, you got the probably four. Probably four. All right. four, four, so four or five. Less than five. Five or less. Less than five, but, you know, you try to kind of nurse the hot dog at the ball game. I don't, that's, eat, that's I don't, my, eat, that, that's I don't eat that many hot dogs, so I like my hot dog with mustard at a baseball it's game. At, usually it's at a sporting event for me and most likely a baseball game because I don't eat a hot dog very often or a barbecue, obviously, a cookout. But um, you, you, these people at the at the baseball games – They'll take the hot dog. They'll eat it in two bites. There, there's no enjoyment there, is there? No, you have to savor it. You yeah. have to watch the baseball. Yeah. Baseball is a slow game. Right. It's meant to absorb and watch and hopefully not fall asleep because it moves very slow nowadays. Right. But nonetheless, uh, baseball is meant to, you know, kind of mosey along. Same with your food. That's right. And then you have some peanuts. You throw some peanuts in there. It's a hot dog, fellas. You're savoring the flavor. Do you savor yeah. the flavor of oatmeal, too? Well, I don't it's normally not... have oatmeal at a baseball game. So. Yeah, it's not that, Shannon. It's the atmosphere. <laughs> it's the ball game. Yeah, there's something about the guy that wolfs down yeah. the hot dog at the baseball game. It's like, you're not a baseball fan, then. I mean, that's like a one, two, three inning, you know? Uh, exactly. The guy eats the hot dog and one, uh, on three pitches. And, and the same thing with the Mark Light Shake as well. you got to savor it. Uh, Mark Light Shake. Yeah. Now, you've got to make you know make sure that survives for an inning or two. Or yes. even the, the Shamrock Shake. In your case, you want it, you want it extra thick at McDonald's, and they don't do that. Is it Shamrock Shake season yet? Uh, it probably is pretty soon because it's always for St. Patrick's Day, which is, what is that, like March? Well, that's March. So, I'll, I'll be so out of town, hopefully I'm, I'm going to say like middle of February, so probably less than yeah. a month they'll uh, they'll debut those uh, or they'll bring back the uh, Shamrock Shakes. Will you get another okay. one, do you think? Well, that's entirely up to you. Well, no, I just for enjoyment, not for the radio. Do you oh, think no, I'm know? not going to go out of my way to get a Shamrock Interesting, Shake. Interesting, you will not. Okay. 
I think we learned a little something here, uh, Crowder. <laughs> Taking shots at me somehow. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. I'm thinking about downloading this uh, TikTok. Hawk and Crowder. Finally, guys. Justin Bieber, the Biebs, mm-hmm. he sold his share of the rights to his music to uh, Capital for a reported $200 million U.S. dollars. That is correct. I was thinking about that. I saw that story today. So I think that's a great move by Justin Bieber because, you know, guys like, say, Mick Jagger or Rod Stewart, they're stars, you know, in their 30s, 20s. And then they, they're still stars when they get into their 70s and 80s even. And so maybe they hold on the rights to their catalog and then, you know, make a half a, half a billion dollars when they decide to sell it all. Uh, I don't think Bieber's got the staying power of one of those guys, right? So why not cash in now for $200 million, your publishing rights? And, uh, you know, if, if, I'm, I'm not saying that he's going to be, you know, a, a nobody and playing at Dania Highlight in front of 30 people, you know, 30 years from now. But I don't know if he'll have the staying power, say, of a rock and roller like the Rolling Stones, Mick Jagger, or Rod Stewart, uh, you know, late into his 70s. What do you think? I'm with you on that, with that concept. I'm true. He's he's not, like, my grandkids aren't going to say, hey, Grandpa, you've heard that Bieber? Like, I'm with you on that, that concept, like we do the Beatles and things like you're saying. But also, Hawk musicians fight so much for their masters right. and all this stuff. Why is it? Why does, perfect example, why the hell does 2 Chains go back and buy his masters? Like, why do these, these, these you know, these second-tier rappers want it so much? Because I don't think my grandkids are going to ask me about 2 Chains either. It means so much to them. I don't know if it's nostalgic or if it means, like, it's more well, emotional than financial. But for some reason, all these musicians want their damn masters right. and want their catalog. I agree with you uh, because they don't want to lose the right, and I don't know what the deal is for Justin Bieber. They don't want to lose the rights to their music because then it gets placed in a commercial without their knowledge of it and they don't have any say in it. But 2 Chains, I'm guessing, is not offered $200 million for his masters, so it probably makes more sense for him financially to control them. Um, yeah. You know, Bieber's in a different stratosphere. So, yeah. you know, yeah. if he's offered $10 million, well, it makes more sense for him to, to control his music. If he's offered $200 million, then it's probably worth selling it. Yeah, and how much could he make? Could he make $200 million off his music by himself? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And that's, yeah. That, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because I grew up when he exploded onto the scene, mm-hmm. but, like, Crowder, I, I think you're way off. I don't, I, I'm not going to tell you he's Rod Stewart 30 years from now, but, bro, Justin Bieber – Maybe not now because he's not making music right now. At one point, was easily no, the no, hottest no. artist. That's not. That's not what I'm saying though. I'm, I'm talking about someone who is hot in their 20s and 30s and is still going to be performing in their 60s, 70s, maybe even the 80s, like Rod Stewart and Mick Jagger. Taylor Swift will be. Her music is conducive to it. Madonna still is. She just announced another tour. I don't think Justin Bieber has that kind of staying power with his music. That's my guess. I do, but again, I I grew up literally as he exploded onto the scene, and I was in middle school and high school, and that's what everybody was listening to. And then even a decade later, his last two albums, all of them hit number one on the Billboard charts. Like Everybody my age, millennials and, and even younger, 
they love Justin Bieber. Love Justin. Again, Bieber. I'm not. I'm not arguing that there are people who love Two Chains. Like I'm not. I'm not arguing yeah, but that. I, I don't. I don't think they're like. I. I think Justin Bieber's in the category of a Taylor Swift. I think he's in that category of some well, of the, the okay, top artists in the last. Put this know, on the the circle two, back list, two and in 2053, we're gonna find out the answer to this. Perfect. Definitively. Perfect. 2060. Like, you know what? You know what this is? Who's the Who's the old um the corpse you just went and watched? Um, I've seen so many of them. I saw Steve Miller band. Uh, uh, Mandy, uh, oh, Barry Mandy. Manilow. Barry Manilow. So, Solana, you're saying like how Hawk goes to see Barry Manilow at 90. You'll go see Justin Bieber at 90? Yeah, I'll go see Justin Bieber at 90. Come on. Yeah, just I just, I don't think, I, I, yeah, like, I, I, it's a good example because he filled an arena. He's 79, Barry Manilow. He filled FLA Live Arena. Yeah. You came with your girlfriend. Your dad came. I went like that spans a lot of eras. I, I just don't see that. And again, I'm too old to have appreciated Justin Bieber anyway. So maybe I'm wrong. I don't I'm know. not even the biggest Justin Bieber fan. Ah, it sounds like you are. But to, to say that he doesn't span different generations, I, I think that's that's way off. I could be wrong here, but like I would put him in that same category as Taylor Swift and, and Beyonce, like just being a mega superstar. Mm-hmm. He still is. And he's still popular. I'm in not saying he's culture. not. Yeah. He could if he does a stadium tour right now, it sells out. In but two I'm minutes. not arguing today. I'm arguing forty years from but now. But you're talking about staying power. Somebody who hasn't made music in maybe three or four years, if they announced a tour right now and it would sell out in seconds. But you do understand the difference between three years and forty. Yes. But, okay, but, that but, but I'm, I'm I'm not arguing what he would do today because I'm with you. He would sell out stadiums today. And I'm saying that because he would sell out stadiums in such a quick fashion. I think it's a testament to what would happen 20, 30, 40 years down the line. People from my that are my age would still love him 30 years from now. I got you, but I would disagree with you. I could probably come up with a, a million examples of people who sold out stadiums, say, in the 70s and 80s and are playing Dania Highlight. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it happens all the time. Gin blossoms. You know, don't know that. You know, honestly, just listening to y'all go back and forth, it's Justin Bieber, and I don't know his decision, but it's him not betting on him that in 40 years he'll be that guy. Or maybe betting that he'll have even more hits. Like, he's not selling his future mm. stuff. It's just the current stuff. Oh, so I'm going to get rid of these puppy tracks to make real right. tracks. Hmm. All right. Your weather from the Demesman and Dover Law Firm. These are great. This is how, you know, because I always say you can never get people to agree. The Kendall Toyota text line, you can never get people to agree whether it's Tua or Spolster or whatever. These are back-to-back texts. Hey, Hockman, I'm not a Justin Bieber fan, but I don't think you're paying enough attention to this dude. This dude is one of the all-time great-selling artists, followed by this text. Solana, bro, nobody is going to see Justin years from now. Kid sucks now, and I'm younger than you. <laughs> so it seems like we have a unanimous decision on the text line. We'll circle back 2053, Hawk. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. Here. Leave me a message on my grave as to how it turned out. <laughs> you don't think you'll we'll be come alive? Play Justin Bieber by you. <laughs> you don't think you'll be alive in 2053? No, 2053, I will be alive. I won't know what <laughs> anything you're saying. <laughs> you'll be like, remember the Justin Bieber argument? It'll and I'll be- go, huh? 
are you here to clean under my flaps? And Crowder, that'll be like 90% of the Barry Manilow audience from two there Fridays ago. There was no joke. I don't even know if we told you this, Crowder. No joke, because we were in a suite. Two suites down from us was a How often do you see this at a concert? A suite full of nuns. <laughs> Am I lying, Solana? A suite full of of nuns. A suite full of nuns. Old nuns. I don't know if they make young nuns. <laughs> they everyone every time I see them, they're old. It it shows you what kind of audience Manilow brings out. A suite it was their one night out. They went to the Manilow concert. <laughs> they got out of the out of the church and head out to see Ben. It also makes you wonder where your uh, your donations every Sunday morning are going. <laughs> they got a suite for the Manilow concert. Aren't they supposed to live a little bit lower than Yeah, that? I mean, a suite? <laughs> Come on, sister. Material things, Right. Sister. How about the 400 level, sister? Closer to God. <laughs> sister. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. There you go, sister. <laughs> I went to Catholic school, and you're so right. No young nuns. They don't. I don't think you're you're allowed, right? No young nuns. Yeah. No young woman wants to live that way. They gotta enjoy life right. when they do that. And then when you get it all out of your system, you're like, all yeah. right, I'll become a nun. Yeah. I know y'all know some saved people that you knew ten years ago. <laughs> you're what now, huh? You're going to church? They let you in, <laughs> right? Wink, wink. Sure you are. <laughs> Your weather Shoot me a dime bag. <laughs> What'd you say, sister? <laughs> Your weather is sponsored by DeMesman and Dover Law Firm. Call them 866-954-MORE. Right now, uh, partly cloudy. Tonight, the lows will drop into the mid-70s uh, or 60s. or Who cares? That's your weather. All right. You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. It's a different energy when we get in there. One of our fans and around the fourth, they played a, what's the song? Papayas, papayas. Hawk and Crowder. Ladies and gentlemen, stand up and make some noise for 15 minutes of heat. Lowry, left-hand dribble. Fires it to Highsmith and flips it to Lowry. He catches. Leaves it for Bam for a lovely cram sandwich on the right side of the rim. Lowry along the top of the arc. Flips it into Bam. He goes quick. Puts it up on Cornette. Got it to go. A power push with a right hand on the left-hand side. Backs back to Tyler. Bounce pass to Bam. Dives in. Flips it up. Right past Tatum for two. Bam's got 23. Highsmith a chest-to-chest scenario with Tatum. He puts his shoulder down, spins it to the Heat defense, misses everything. Bam knocks it away into the hands of Vincent. Kicks it to Bam. He corrals it, gets up, throws it down with authority right on top of Derek White's melon. Tyler with the rock, calling for Bam. Bam wrestling with Williams. He kicks it to Bam, jumper from the free throw line, then rips the net out of bio with 27. I'm not going to respect him. You're going to give him that shot? Okay. Bam comes up, sets a screen right, slips it. Double team on Tyler. Got it to Bam. Bam. Jumper from the free throw line. Splash! He's got 30. 0.6 remain. 
Heat up 98-95. White trying to get it in bounds. He does. Got it to Pritchard. Three ball at the buzzer. Misses everything but the outside of the net. This one belongs to the Heat. Fighting back from a double-digit deficit once again for victory. That little jumper from the free throw line at the end was a money shot from Bam. You heard it there. Jason Jackson and Amy Audiber on the call from the Miami Heat audio experience. It is time for 15 minutes of heat presented by Broward Health. Broward Health celebrating 85 years of service to our community. Then, now, forever, Broward Health. He did a good job putting together a montage during our show, didn't he, Crowder? That was crazy. <laughs> that was awesome. Solana, good job, brother. Look I ain't going to you, man. That was done before the show. No, sir. No chance. I saw you working on that computer every time I looked through the glass. Don't don't, don't try to pull the wool over my eyes. <laughs> the liar. Um, let's listen to Bam after the game. So after the game, he was asked if uh, – if his play last night was because it was a national audience and it was a little showcase for him for the All-Star game, and uh, he had a little different answer than that. And then I know whenever you're asked about your All-Star case, you're quick to talk about winning first, but just given that this is a nationally televised game, 30 and 15, was there any extra motivation tonight to kind of make a statement? Nah, it's, uh, it was the rivalry. You know, they, they booted us in the East Conference Finals last year, so... I mean, I feel like a lot of guys on our team carried up. The good answer, man. Nah, it wasn't yeah. about me. It was about the team. A little payback. <laughs> um, he, you know what? That's one of the reasons why he's not as popular, those nice, pleasant answers. That is true. Yep. That is true. Here's Haywood Highsmith. He was asked about having Bam Adebayo as a teammate. I've been seeing Bam put the work in, all, in the summer and the offseason, so you know, I knew it was coming. You know, he's... He's been a kill all season for us, and um, you know we go we go as far as he takes us. You know, one of the best centers in the, in the NBA, and he's definitely an All Star this year. So, you know, when I'm on the court with him, I definitely just see, you know, his will and his power just to just you know will us to a win. You know, not only offensively but defensively as well. You know, he's a two way guy, so you know it's not really a matchup the Celtics have for him tonight. So he just he was definitely just getting in his bag, and you know, definitely killing it. Here is uh, Tyler Hero talking about Bam. I mean, obviously his confidence is at an all-time high, but, you know, I think more than ever we're finding him, you know, getting him the ball. Um, that's really an emphasis for our team to get Bam in the, in the pocket, um, especially, you know, when I'm coming off the pick and roll, just trying to, to make the right play. But, you know, he's been taking steps every single year, you know, since I've gotten here on the offensive end. And, you know, he's just, I mean, he really has no, no ceiling for, for his, um, his offensive skill set can continue to get better. And uh, finally, here is Eric Spolstra saying what we're all thinking. Bam should be an all-star. Certainly, I'm, I'm rooting for it. I thought he should have been uh, an all-star last year. Uh, there, there's really no reason he shouldn't have been an all-star last year. He missed five weeks. So what? <laughs> he was playing at an all-star level. Um, you know, there's been other guys that have missed a, a month or five weeks and still got uh, in. Uh, it's deserving. You know, and uh, that's not really my nature, you know, to go out and campaign. I just think he's uh, he's an all-star. And, uh, you know, he showed it tonight. And, you know, thankfully it was a big win. 
It was on TV. I hope uh, people uh, notice. Uh, I would think people noticed last night because it was a TNT game. Uh, you know, again, the question is, is there going to be roster space for him? His play merits it, but I, I just yeah. I, I don't know all the machinations that are going to take place. And I don't know how popular he is amongst players and coaches. You know what I mean? And when I say popular, I mean, I don't mean like disliked. I just mean, um, you know, where they go, yeah, that's one of the top front court players in the league. I just I wonder how he's thought of. Yeah, and I, I always go back to when KD was you know, talked about him and just praised the heck out of him in some interview, but also KD's not everybody. So right. are, are the other centers in the league, who is like Jokic and, and, and Bede, when they're coming to Miami, they're like, damn, I got to deal with, you know, I got to deal with Bam tonight. I just, I don't know how they feel. They've never talked about yeah, it. Yeah, I wonder, Solana, like I wonder what the reputation is amongst other players and other bigs as well when they have to go up against them. It's probably more on the defensive end, like, damn, this guy hustles. He's right. everywhere on the floor. Nobody, as a defender, probably before this season was like, oh, no, I have to try to contain Bam Adebayo. But, guys, last night it was uh, – and he's going up against Robert Williams III, who last year everybody said was yeah. the Bam stopper. Right, Crowder? You said it. Like, Bam yeah. last year shied away from going at him. I, you, you can't deny it anymore. The dude is – a really, really good offensive player, and he's right now the best two-way player on the Heat. He, I, I mean, he was everything you needed him to be yesterday. Jimmy's not playing. Mm-hmm. Like, he was everything you needed him to be. And that's the thing. We, we've argued that in the past. When he has to be the guy, does he want to be the guy? This year, if he has to be or, or not, he wants to be the guy. And that I'm, I hope this is the step that he's made because this has been critical of this of that concept for about two, three years now. And it was uh, emphatic last night. So the Heat up next, it's Friday night against Orlando, uh, Solano, or is there a game tomorrow? Uh, Friday night against Orlando, they end their three-game homestand. They're 2-0 on it, by the way. And then it's four games on the road. All right, so let's get it. Didn't Orlando just uh, beat Brooklyn or someone? No, they beat the Boston? Celtics. Yeah. They, they've beaten the Celtics three times this season. Strange. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. doesn't make any sense. Very strange. Three times. <laughs> All right, there you go. 15 minutes of heat. We are moving along here on the Hockman and Crowder dance party. You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder show. I came to La Havana. They wanted me to play double nines. I played double sixes. I told them if I played double sixes, I'm winning. I won. Dolly. Hawk and Crowder. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. 
Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.